This one pizza is based off a uh, pizza place in what's called Mystic Connecticut. And it's a pizza place called A Slice of Heaven. Now, Julia Roberts stars in this particular film called Mystic Pizza. It's like pizza in Mystic Connecticut. And that's what this film is based on. And we're going to take it minute by minute to figure out why we're talking about pizza in Mystic Connecticut. So what did you want to talk about uh, before the show today? Uh, uh, Nexium. Oh, uh, Nexium. Yeah, yeah. I read a bunch of stuff about Nexium. That causes today. kidney failure. No. Oh, yeah. The uh, the heartburn medication. The but, heartburn uh, medication. No, this is not spelled that way. This is spelled N X I V M. Yeah. Oh, the cult. Yeah, yeah I think it's cult. all caps. Yeah. So it's like, what is it? It's basically like a professional group, or that's like what the, how they were presenting themselves. You know, mm-hmm. like a self help kind of like. Get yeah. ahead in business, make contacts kind of thing. A bunch of smiley D-bags. Yeah, but then it turned out to be a sex cult. Mm-hmm. So. And it was, he was branding the women. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, the whole sex part of this is so salacious. But, I mean, like, I was thinking about it because, like, these are all presumably somewhat consenting adults, right? Yeah, Yeah, I but think they're so. cult members. Something, yeah. something switched off, something went wrong, and now they're abuse victims, like Stockholm Syndrome style. Like, mm-hmm. I saw a little mm-hmm. while ago the interview with one of the escaped women uh-huh. who was, like, trying to sue them because she thought From she Nexium? was joining... Yeah, she thought she was joining, like, a pyramid scheme. Just an innocent old pyramid scheme, and then she right. had her, her crotch branded. There's a lot of kinky people out there. Couldn't you just fill your cult with, like, consenting adults, Yeah, possibly? you really could. Yeah. You definitely could. So yeah. why so, are you gonna trick people? So if this starts out as a pyramid scheme, like, and, and say there's, like, 12 levels to it or something, and, like, you're at level, like, 9. Like, what does level 12 look like to you if you're at level 9? Wait, is level... I would probably have level 1 be the top level... And level 12 at the bottom. That way you well, can keep expanding levels. Yeah, I guess so. But for all intents and purposes, let's say level 12 is like the highest you can get in uh-huh. uh, Nexium, you know? Or just any kind of pyramid scheme mm-hmm. that ends in sex cult. You know? Like, they're not telling people who are like a three that it's a sex I, cult. I think it's hard to they're even They're just say... telling them like, hey, go sell these milkshakes. I honestly mm-hmm. think it's hard for us to put ourselves in the shoes of somebody in that position because you're operating in such a, like, a veil of like self-delusion Mm-hmm. That, like, what you're experiencing might be totally different than, like, what's actually happening. Right. You know what I mean? It yeah. has to. Even, like, with the Scientology people where they, in that documentary where they were talking about they started, like, uh, putting people in isolation chambers. Mm. Uh-huh. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, it just escalated and and that's where it went. And it was, it, no one was getting murdered, so I guess... Or like the uh, the Mormon temple, I always wonder what it would be like as a non-Mormon person to just like walk into their holiest of holies or whatever, or like Mecca, mm-hmm. and just be like, this is a room, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Boy, there sure are a lot of people here. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> are you allowed to just walk into a Mormon temple? Um, I feel like there's a rule. No, absolutely, there would definitely be pe- people stopping you from walking into the <laughs> temple, I'm pretty sure. They would be very politely stopping you. Yeah. And very like, oh, smiling. Excuse me. I think you can happy. enter a Mormon temple if you well, want. No, I mean, you can't see uh, certain there's like, something about, sermons. I'm talking about yeah. like their big, like I don't know what you would call it. I don't know the terminology, but like their big temple in Salt Lake City. They yeah. have like a holy of holies there. Yeah, it's that, at like the dead center of Salt Lake yeah, City. I, I yeah. know this from having watched Big Love. So. <laughs> yep. 
But I really think that there is, maybe it's not just that one or certain things or certain rooms inside, but I think that there is something, either you have to be a Mormon or a Mormon man to enter. You know what I always wonder about is, you know how in the Bible there was like, so the the Jews are like wandering the desert, right? And they've got like this portable temple that they bring with them. And the term holiest of holies it was originally used to refer to the like innermost sanctum of this thing. And, you know, they would have like what the, had the ark or whatever in it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the high priest or whatever, they would like literally tie a rope to his waist mm-hmm. when he went in there in case like God struck him dead. Yeah. And I have to <laughs> assume got him. And they needed well, to drag him I out. I have to assume <laughs> I, I like, you know, th- there are some things I believe about the Bible and some things I don't, but I actually do believe that probably some people died walking into the holiest of holies yeah. like in that temple, right? Well, from like heart failure? Yeah, you know, it was like they believed it so much that they like, you know, it killed them basically. Right. But it's like weird because they would have been perceiving that as like, you know, it would have been as if that place was radioactive, as if there was like a thing you could feel in the air that you would yeah. have to like fight against to get up to it. But you or me just walking onto <laughs> the like, you know, the Jewish like nomads yeah, you know, what, temple. We would just walk in there and be like, "This seems like a good place to take a nap." Yeah, I you know? bet you would get like an <laughs> ominous feeling. You know, like this is this is a weird place to be right now. I think the vibes are. I think the idea of like vibes or places having a vibe are mm-hmm. just so culturally specific that like, I don't think they actually care. Yeah, over. you would have to know a lot about the vibe to get to get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe there's some stuff in there that like. Uh, I mean, I'm getting way off topic here, but you know. Scientists have been figuring out, like, how we're going to communicate to, like, future civilizations to stay away from our radioactive waste. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because, That's a good idea. Yeah. and, and nice of us. And, you know, we don't know what language these future people will be speaking. Like, we don't know, like, what their experiences will be. Mm-hmm. And so one of the suggestions that's come out there has been to uh, start a priesthood uh, that's all about, like, stay away from... You know these radioactive holy sites, uh-huh. and then just hope that the religion stays because, like, religion has a tendency to stay around better than any other sort of cultural things. Right. So, Wasn't so like, there... mask yourself as a religion, but really you're a bunch of scientists. Well, you, you start off as scientists, but then you legitimately become a religion at some point. Yeah. You know. Well, wasn't there a lot of research done about the emblem for radioactive waste? That yeah. was like, it's supposed to stand the test of time. It's sort of generally understood that this can't be a good image right. somehow. Like, uh-oh. Did you and me watch the same Vox video? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea where I got that information. The so guy, I think the, possibly. Mis- the Mr. Yuck sticker is pretty uh, universally well-known. Yeah, right? we should really lean heavily on that. Like, <laughs> yep. Put that on all of the nuclear just, waste uh, sites. Just put a big statue of it. A green face sticking his tongue out with, like, angry eyebrows. Mm. <laughs> just be like, yuck. But uh, anyway, Nexium. Yeah, no, I like, you know, it's horrible what happened with those people, I'm sure. Yeah, but, like, I would have like, to uh, excuse myself off of any jury there. Because mm. I would be like, I'm sure this is awful, but I also think it's kind of hot. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that goes to, uh, you know. Cannot like, serve on this jury. A lot, of yeah. the, uh, a lot of the people in there were, like, actors and actresses and stuff like that, too. So, like, um... You know, it's funny that so many cults seem to go after actors and actresses. Maybe because they have no sense of self. They just are acting other right. people. You know, it's funny. I, I just watched the that HBO show Barry, that Bill yeah. Hader show. Mm. And, and that highlighted something that... Uh, I've worked with actors before. I've done, like, set design in, in my past. And uh, every actor I've ever met has been, like, very into, like, these higher authority figures that they, like, are very 
they idolize, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Like the director of the show in this in the case of the show Barry, this uh this like acting teacher, basically. Yeah, Henry Winkler, right? You know, people were like tripping over themselves to get him their coffee and stuff, you know. Yeah. And I think that's just the quality of actors. I don't know why. Or it's well, it's, like, it's uh, enough to get to the top, or you have to see that there's a top that you want to get to, and you want people to revere you, so you pay your dues. I guess that's what it is. Yeah, there's that, and there's also like something like underlying that, uh, like uh, they get enjoyment out of acting. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. if like they have something to act against. They're like, oh, this is an opportunity to be acting all the time and like smiling about it, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> they like, actually hate them. So you know, if I, <laughs> like bringing it back to like why people join cults and stuff, I think once you get to like, like say this is like a milkshake cult or like uh, whatever you call them, health shakes or something. So like you get to like level five of this like, you know, Herbalife kind of pyramid scheme. Like you're at level five now. It's like now it's like you sort of know that going any higher is a little bit bad. But uh, you still have something that makes you, like, act all the time. So you might as well keep doing it. Okay, I didn't quite follow that. But oh, <laughs> it kind of took a different course uh, during the middle of it. But uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that these things get a lot of actors because these people legitimately uh, are just acting. Mm-hmm. Maybe. It's like they know that they're lying, but also it's like a club where they can just act all the time because that's what they want to do. I don't know about that. But anyway, <laughs> or we could just start this, this entire is the Mystic episode. Pizza Minute. <laughs> this is a podcast about the 1988 Julia Roberts vehicle, <laughs> Mystic Pizza. Julia Roberts, is she in any cults? Is she in Scientology or anything? Oh, I don't know, but... We should probably find that out. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I'm David Holford. I'm John Windsor. And with us today, we have... Caitlin Fontecchio. Welcome back, Caitlin. Welcome back, back, Caitlin. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do that all again once we start this whole episode over again. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was great. <laughs> One of our, like, all-time best. Mm-hmm. A lot to work with. So mm-hmm. uh, today we're going to be talking about Minute 81 of this movie. Would you care to, to walk us through it, Windsor? Sure. Uh, this is a, I guess, continuation of the last minute, although we didn't really see much in the last minute. We saw Julie Roberts are. brushing her teeth. Mm-hmm. And so Kat had just come home from meeting Nikki, Tim's wife. And she was like a walking zombie, all wet from the rain and stuff. She walked into her room and slammed the door. And Daisy starts, uh, you know, telling her, not her to wear, telling her not to wear her boots again like she did in the last minute. She's like, they're she's really just good She's getting boots. all up her butt. Yeah, so she's like yelling outside of her door and then she like tries to open the door. Or she does open the door, well, right? Well, she says, uh, like, I was a little confused by her line because she says, they're nice boots, cat. I'd like to keep them that way. Yeah. Is that implying that she took her boots? Yeah, yeah she didn't she say boots. she was coming up the stairs or something? Like, those are my boots. Yeah, I wrote down mm-hmm. here, uh, no pee in oots. We'd like to keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, and then she also says, don't use my comb because it's full of scuzz. Oh, she used the word scuzz. That was great. That's got to be one of those words that people don't like, like moist, right? Yeah, no, scuzz, scuzzy. That's very my mom evocative. says scuzzy a lot. She's like, oh, you're looking all scuzzy. Like, scuzz. it must be an 80s So how would word. you define, yeah, how would you define the word scuzz from, like, the context you've heard it in? I think that it has something to do with hair gel that was big in the 80s, and it's oh. that goop that's on the outside. It's, like, a little bits of broken down hair and hair goop. And yeah, like, that's scuzz. That's, it's like a buildup of proteins and... 
and fake goop that you put in your hair. Yeah. You think you can get somebody's DNA off of their hair scuzz? Like, if somebody yeah. left a bunch of hair scuzz at a crime scene? Yeah. You can get DNA off of touching a thing, and then it transfers your skin cells. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I've just so been guess... watching a lot of Cold Justice on Netflix. Oh, yeah, how is that? It's really good. Cold <laughs> cases. They solve them. They get people confessing. It's great. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of uh, Wild Wild Country on Netflix. Oh, I haven't watched Speaking that yet. Speaking of, uh, like, cults. That's a crazy... Uh, Don't Oh, yeah, it. I heard about that. Yeah. I want to know all yeah. the things but from watching it. Is it worth checking out, though? Oh, yeah, I think Wild Wild Country is worth checking out. I heard and it's another music. cult thing, right? It's another yeah. cult thing. And the U.S. government attacking them over However it. you view, like, the, uh, the, the Rajneesh Purim... It's weird that cults are kind of, like, back in the public consciousness again. It's almost as if, like, our current political situation, maybe, like, we're like, I don't understand what all these people are doing, like... Why are they suddenly believing all these weird things? Yeah. You know, and, like, it's it's spilling out into, like, non-political areas a little bit. Yeah. I think, like, the, uh, the, 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 the major argument there is, like, who, uh, who should be learning the lesson? Like, the people telling people not to be in cults or the people in cults, you know? And once that starts to become a question again, then it becomes a big issue. You guys think you'd be susceptible to uh, joining a cult? No. Uh, no. no. I think I'm very non-susceptible. Yeah. Yeah. Unless, like I was saying before, there was like a level of enjoyment in it that I could like throw out the uh, the bottom line with. You know. No, I don't even like cl- uh, clubs. Like I don't like joining anything really. So it's kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went on like believing people telling me lies or being a cheerleader doesn't really make sense. I went on this, like, birthright-like trip to uh, Israel. It wasn't birthright, but it was this <laughs> other group. And, like, halfway through the trip, it was funny. I had just decided to extend the trip with this guy, Ethan. Uh, like, he and me wound up traveling together for, like, the better part of a month. Like, right after we- I made the decision to stay, I, like, talked to him. I'm like, wait a minute. Is this a cult? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they wanted us to do some kind of exercise that I just thought was like this seems a little questionable. This is what a little was the exercise. It was like a make a wheel of your what you want to accomplish or something. It was, you know, mm-hmm. some basic icebreaker. Yeah, even but icebreakers are too culty. Exactly. Right? Yeah, <laughs> That's sure. when you know if you can't get through the icebreaker segment level 1 of cult. <laughs> then why you're I'm not c- going to be indoctrinated into the sex club at the end. Right. <laughs> right. That's why I can never join like an improv troupe or something. What, you like, think improv is uh, well, too cold? Well, <laughs> once they would try I that, like, first exercise on me, like, uh, okay, we're going to, you know, to warm up, we're going to play Zip Zap Zop. I'd be like, who? <laughs> who is Zip Zap Zop? You know where yes ands will eventually uh, lead you? What? Sex cult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Technically, I wasn't an improv troupe. In, yeah, was it culty? In college. No, no. Well, I might have been, but I was kind of a bitch, and I was like, uh, I'm too cool for this, and I, like, <laughs> didn't want to show up, and, like, mm. didn't want to participate mm. and do any of these things, so. Yeah. <laughs> See, I've been, I've been saying, because I've been telling Windsor for a while that I want to, like, okay, like, bottom line, improv sucks. I hate improv. It wasn't really Fair improv. Enough. We wrote Sorry. stuff, but, so. but continue. But I think there are a lot of, like, uh, like, lessons that one can learn from doing improv mm-hmm. like i think it's like a good exercise for just especially if you're like a forward-facing kind of person like you know somebody doing a podcast about mystic pizza for instance <laughs> you know it might be able to it might be good to have the skill to just kind of keep talking mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so anyway back to the movie though. <laughs> back to the what movie mystic doing? pizza we've we... been improving for too long yeah <laughs> and back to the movie mystic pizza that we have an improv podcast about <laughs> Uh, so, like, 
So Kat doesn't give uh, Daisy the time of day when she goes into her room. She slams the door and not exactly slams it, but she just has that poster facing out, which we've mentioned a couple times, the one of uh, Albert Einstein that says, Great spirits have always encountered violent opposition from mediocre minds. Mm -hmm. Which, it's funny, because, like, that's her outward... Like, okay, so her... In this scene, the outermost layer that she's presenting to the world is this poster. Mm -hmm. But then when Kat goes in, or when Daisy goes in, rather, like, what does she say in there? She's... I says, "I, I feel so stupid. Yeah, mm. and she's the smartest person ever. Yeah, and it's funny, she's not the first person in this movie to uh, say that they feel so stupid. Daisy herself uh, said that exact line. Yeah, uh, when after she, she poured the fish? Yeah, well, uh, no, before she poured the fish, when she saw Charlie with the other woman. Oh, right. Hey, you know, they're they're young and they're they're learning lessons. Yeah. That's what Mystic Beats is about. It's Coming about of learning age lessons. is you know, what makes you look stupid, feel stupid. I empathize with that line, though, you know? Mm. Like, I've definitely been there, felt stupid, especially about, like, relationship stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, relationships make fools of us all. Well, <laughs> hey, have you seen the movie Mystic Pizza before? Have you seen the movie Fools Rush In? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so it would many be right times. Up your alley. <laughs> Fools Rush In. I've seen it 12 times. Yeah? Which Probably. one was that? You should do a podcast. Yeah. Was that, that one? with David Schwimmer? No, it was with Salma Hayek and uh, the other friend. The other friend, Matthew, Matthew Perry? Matthew Perry. Is that who I'm thinking of? Yeah. And that he, they have a one night stand and like they really connect and then she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. But she's also, is she, there, is she from Mexico? And yeah, something. She has, uh, she's very culturally in touch with mm-hmm. herself and he's like, what? I'm very white. And then they do this whole thing and it's not a good movie, but I loved it. I loved it so much. I think much. I saw that on like Comedy Central when I was like. It used to be on a lot. The title just stuck with me. I don't know if I ever saw it or not. <laughs> they they confessed their love on the Hoover Dam. It was very romantic. <laughs> In the rain. Was that one directed by Donald Petrie? <laughs> it could have been. That'd be great if it was. <laughs> so anyway, so when um Kat doesn't answer her insults that she's kind of throwing her way, the hair scuzz and what have you, mm-hmm. she's like, Kat, are you alive? Then she kind of helps herself into the room, lets herself in. Right. Uh, you know, Cat's uh, all crying. Did I say Cat before I meant Daisy? So Cat's in the room crying, and uh-huh. Daisy's like, "What happened?" And then Cat's uh, all like, "Well, she came back tonight." Right. She being Nikki. Yeah, Nikki Travers, Tim's wife, came back, and yeah, Cat is crying on her bed and telling Daisy about what happened. And uh, Daisy, yeah, has been mad at her for a couple of days now. Yeah, I'm sure. she's a good sister because she's, she realizes the... it's more important than yeah. She managed to turn on a argument. dime. Yeah, because she has to like comfort her. Plus, probably Cat uh, hasn't been. She probably hasn't had like a really serious emotional upset. Maybe like ever, right? Yeah, Maybe. that's what I was saying. Yeah. She hasn't had heartbreak. This is, isn't like, isn't this dude like her first kiss or yeah, something? Yeah, like, it could have been. Uh, like, man, yeah, it boyfriend. very well could be. I don't know if they specifically say that, but like, I don't see any evidence that it isn't her first kiss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which would mean that she's going like as a seventeen-year-old from nothing to like boom, like zero bang, to a hundred. Yeah, zero to a hundred. Banging a married dude with a thirty-year-old. Yeah, who's married. <laughs> I don't know, sometimes I talk with, like, female friends of mine, and I feel like my female friends have weirder first experiences than my male friends, typically. Mm. Like, my first experience was, like, I, in high school, you know, dating some girl, for, and we'd been dating, like, you know, dating, quote-unquote, for, like, a week. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then my, my very first kiss, we, we were watching, um, 
Labyrinth? Yeah. <laughs> and we, we were in, like, her TV room, and she just, like, <laughs> I don't know, turned to me, and we just made out for the entire length of that movie. It was great. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds neat. Yeah, but but I don't know. Like, I guess my... My female friends are the ones that are like, well, I was babysitting... <laughs> you know. And the dad, and the came, dad home came home, and, you know. <laughs> Told me to get in this car. Yeah, like, I don't know. We went to the park. If the Nexium thing and this have anything in common, it's just that maybe it's difficult out there for young females. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were going to say maybe with Nikki coming home, it's all been a ruse that he was indoctrinating. And Nikki's going to brand her. Like, yeah, he was like, "Good, I've collected the babysitter now. You better come home, hun, because." <laughs> She's she's ready to join the sex cult. The brand is both a TT and an NT. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so anyway, she's crying and Daisy is empathizing. She's all like shit. I guess yeah, that's empathy. She, she says the uh S bomb. Mm-hmm, the S bomb. She drops it. Do you want to uh make a bet on how many S bombs? No. <laughs> no, I certainly do not. How many S bombs are <laughs> dropped just in this? Wiggle out of it like you did the other bet. I'm gonna guess 14. <laughs> 14. I think there are probably more shits than there are fucks in this movie. Yeah, I think there's only like a couple. If it's a PG-13, they got a limit. Oh, it's rated R. Yeah, this is a oh. hard R. Oh, I think I hard, say this every time. Hard I'm R. Like, really? Even what? Even there are like four F-bombs It was or almost something. rated X. They had to cut the fifth F-bomb. Right. <laughs> so, uh, Kat elaborates about what she's upset about. She's mm-hmm. like, he just stood there, didn't say a word. And, uh, you know... I guess that's what was happening in the previous scene. Mm-hmm. Like, what was she expecting him to do there? Like, what would have been the right thing to do? Yeah, that's actually what I wrote down. I wrote, uh, what was he supposed to say? Yeah, I'm a little you confused know, by this. Well, came home, his wife was there, and he showed up with his 17-year-old girlfriend. I mean, he could have just taken <laughs> charge of the situation more and, like... Yeah, like, bullshit his way out of it. Yeah, because, like, it was scary the way that the situation actually played out, you mm. know, because JoJo is just stammering away, and, you know, everybody else is just staring there gawk-eyed. Yeah. You know? I think if your situation is built on bullshit, uh, more bullshit only adds to the bullshit, you know? So that's why Tim didn't say anything. Was that Abraham Lincoln that said that? Yeah, it was Abraham Lincoln. That's like, you know, during his uh, I Had a Dream speech. Well, <laughs> maybe he could have at least... I walked her to the car and explained, like, yeah, that, that I'm a piece been a of shit. Out, right? Yeah, I mean, he, sorry. Like, like <laughs> if the situation was suspicious, it was only even more suspicious because of the way he was behaving. Yeah. Well, and Kat, like, just was catatonic in that. Yeah, she didn't say <laughs> like, anything She didn't even awesome. say hello. So, it's like, like uh, nice to meet you. Like, nothing normal about anything. Right, so right. maybe that's more what she's crying about here. Because it's not that he was, like, well, I, I guess it is that he was inconsiderate, but he was inconsiderate towards her feelings, you know? Mm-hmm. It wasn't that he could have made the situation better or played the sit- scene out, you know, in a smarter sort of way. Right. It was that he wasn't there when she was having this moment of emotional, like, doom. Right, whereas he would be if it were any other situation. Right, because he couldn't, he couldn't do it because his wife was there. Right. You know, it's like she's suddenly understanding in very stark terms the limits of this relationship. Right. That she hadn't fully grasped before, maybe? Yeah, She didn't even know this lady, right? Like, Like she never met her? No. Right, right. Because she was like, nice to meet you. Yeah, so she hadn't 
put reality in touch with this fantasy of like boning this dude. Mm-hmm. But also in this with Daisy, so she, as far as she knows, they haven't had sex yet, right? Like, I mean, I think Daisy thinks they are having sex. Oh, actually, that because, they are actively. Like, I mean, I. But only Same really because about, in her world they would be boffing the babysitter, boffing daddy, as yeah. she said, you know. Like, so she assumes it's already happening. Oh, yeah. Because I, I was like, what? So maybe, she, like... This seems ridiculous if she doesn't know that, oh, it's because they actually had sex and not just that she has a crush on the guy. Right, I mean, right. you know, she hasn't been home since they had sex, and, like, we're assuming that they had and sex. And she hasn't so been talking to Daisy at all. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. And she hasn't been talking to Daisy at all. They've he been mad at each other. punched her V-card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty traumatizing. She, like has this first experience and then runs right into his wife. But also, it's not like she didn't know that that was a possibility. <laughs> but right. why was she... Why? Why was it, like... <laughs> why? She's been gone for how long? Like, uh, only in Hollywood. Jeez. Do we know how long? Is it, was it, like, six months or something? I think it's shorter than that. I think it's more in the neighborhood of three months, maybe. Three tops. months. She's been in England. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, she came back. And, yeah, in this minute, uh, Kat Possibly says, more like two. Cat says to Daisy that uh, Tim just stood there and didn't say a word. But, you know, which he didn't. But you could also say that uh, Daisy just stood there and didn't say a word at the same time. Or Cat, I should say. Cat uh, stood Absolutely. there also and didn't say a word. Because his facial expression in the previous scene, and I know we're talking a lot about the previous scene here, but, like, uh-huh. <laughs> it looked like he was going through his own trauma as well. You know, right. I mean, you know, he was more of res- directly responsible for it. He's in a way absolutely that she isn't. a thousand percent. But still, <laughs> reality came crashing down for him at the same moment it did for her, just in a slightly mm. different way. He was like, maybe he suddenly realized how much of a fucking dickhole he's been. Right. Although, like, really, the what fact they, uh... that he had this picnic a day before she was supposed to come back and apparently didn't tell Cat about that. Yeah. That is just like he didn't need to get it in inexcusable. He ran yeah, out of time because you know what that means. He is about to ghost to this girl. You well, know yeah, I mean? she's fired. I mean, her, I think that her goes wife without is, saying. or his wife is coming back the next day. Uh, he doesn't know that she's taking an early flight back. So that means if things went his way, he was just going to stop talking to Cat. Yeah, maybe. Well, okay, so for this movie that we have here... (laughs) uh, Here to four, right now, on the Mystic Pizza Minute. Do you think we're going to get another scene with the two of them, and how many? Like, one more scene? No, they have to fight. going to get one more scene... I mean, it could you be a fight. Also, this is the 80s. It and wasn't I'm ghosting the way Only really saying that because really early on, on I saw a picture of the two of them, like, on the on the rocky beach together, you know? Uh-huh. Like, uh, just having a moment where he's got, like, a leather jacket on. And he's got a leather Wait, jacket what? on. He's got a leather jacket on in the poster that I have in my bedroom <laughs> <laughs> that I see every morning when I wake up. Mm. So I look at Tim Travers, and I'm like, where do you wear that leather jacket? You have it hung over the bed. I have it hung over my bed. So, uh, yeah, I've seen this jacket every day of my life. I have not seen him wear it yet in this movie. I think there's going to be another scene with Kat and Tim where they kind of, like, talk it out. Okay. But, uh, but, all, but 
I thought that, I only like, really know that I thought from him like, and his wife had like problems or that they were breaking up, but it didn't very I mean, non-specific problems these that were are all only his lies. vaguely alluded to. He's been right. grooming this girl all summer. Absolutely, long. he's been wanting to, yeah. making it seem like she was the one asking for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, making mm-hmm. it seem like oh, this schoolgirl crush. I guess I'll indulge. But like he's just been like plotting, and then he had he ran out of time. He's on the deadline. So like if his wife her. does find out, you know how he's going to play it off. He's going to be like, she seduced me. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I would hope that, given that she's actually really young, that the wife would be conflicted and feeling bad, like that this he took advantage of a child, and that's gross. Like, <laughs> yeah. like and uh, you know, um, hey, who's uh, which age is Cat closer to, Tim or Phoebe? I was wondering that. Ooh, yeah, but Phoebe I think Phoebe is five. Four, I think. Phoebe is four. Cat oh. is seventeen. Tim, so it's like right in Tim between. Tim is like 31, yeah. 32. Yeah, yeah, I'm not right in between. Didn't you uh, date a girl where her son was closer to your age than you were hers? Uh, I think it might have been in the same ballpark, but I was like, I was 28 and she was like 34, I think. What? Or no, I might have been 26 and she was 34. Maybe. This was a while ago, come to think of it. Anyway, not to bring that into it. Um, (laughs) No, let's talk some more about it. (laughs) So, uh, what else have I got here? But, uh, no, I was going to say, actually, but uh, who knew all this stuff? You know, what Kat is crying about? Who knew the entire time that this was about to happen? And said it, like, a couple of times. Uh, The winner of this minute, Daisy. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Her and I told you so moment. This is her I told you so moment. And she's being a good sister by not saying I told you so. By not saying I told you yeah, so. Yeah, honestly, I don't think I'd be able to do that personally. <laughs> I mean, I'd be comforting, but I'd also be throwing in a couple, you know, I told you well, so. Well, maybe in the next would... minute, she has to comfort her for a minute, right? She's and then she could be like, but that. you're a stupid little bitch. Mm. This she's is what you get. Definitely thinking it. Like, as she's walking up the cat in this scene, she is thinking, I told you so. This is my moment. And then she's just handling it well. Well, yeah, that's you know. what her little her shit was actually an all knowing like shit. Of mm-hmm. course he did. You like, oh, me. are you feeling okay? Mm-hmm. You know, even though what I told you would happen this entire time happened. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> you know, like that's basically what she's doing. Like with the, with but the middle part. But she feels so stupid. Out. She should have trusted her sister who mm-hmm. knows better in this instance anyway. Yeah, but I think Daisy is handling this well. And I'm going to crown her the winner of this minute. For both being right and for not pointing it out. Mm Mm-hmm. Round of applause. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, uh, I think that's going to just about do it for this episode of the Mystic Pizza Minute. Mm Mm-hmm. Except without Uh, the the. You're correct. (laughs) Even though I did that earlier. Yeah. Um, Do you guys hold the as a different meaning? Because we just had this conversation with. No, we uh, we throw the at each other a lot when uh, when we say it. We had to actually write a document that said the and before our business name was inconsequential, and the bank would cash the check either way because they were like, "Our bank won't issue us a check unless it matches your I nine." It's like, the is a meaningless. Yeah, you're allowed to add your own the, right? Yeah. Well, thanks to Steve, thanks to Bungler, uh, thanks to Caitlin for showing up on uh, such relatively short notice here. And on time. Yeah, yeah. But thank you for having me. And uh, (laughs) thanks to you, the listener. Did you you want to thank somebody? I was going to say thank you to the leader of Nexium, but I forgot his name. It was like Keith something Yeah. for, for all the sex slaves. It's they weren't 
actually calling themselves slaves. That's yeah. the part that's like, they're like, here, sign this slave contract. So yeah. I just think they had to be at least a little kinky going into this, because that's like straight out of Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, I was going to say, they probably thought they were in Fifty right. Shades of Grey. Well, it's like I was saying, you know. Do- what if in Fifty Shades of Grey, like, uh, like what's his name? Keith. Christian Gray. Christian Gray. Keith. What if he just had a bunch of other women that were like in similar situations? Yeah, and then when he all did. of them did collectively he? got yeah. to like level I, ten, I only read the first one. He, he told did. them well, about he, each other. Yeah, he had the past ones anyway, not concurrently. If they were concurrent, yeah, then he would just be a sex dungeon master. Mm. All right. Well, anyway, toodaloo. Bye. Bye. We're gonna talk more about this <laughs> off mic. <laughs> 